what the Lord has for this, but I'm just going to be obedient. I'm just going to do this thing and just, I'm sure it's going to be a closed door because I really stink at this, but it wasn't. And then it led to something else and it led to something else. Just like being obedient and writing my family memoirs with recipes. I just want to encourage people to not be afraid of the small beginnings and don't judge it as a small beginning. Judge it as a act of obedience because every small beginning starts with a first step of obedience. Hey, it's Billy. I'm glad you're here. Start Small, Believe Big podcast encourages listeners to value the significance of small beginnings, finding confidence and peace in the big God who knows, sees, and loves us deeply. On today's episode of Start Small, Believe Big, I'm talking with author Marcy Scyther about her new devotion. I'm trying to get the last name right here. About her new devotion, Lakeside Retreat, life-giving devotions from a restful shore. Marcy's writing career began after her humor article was published in a small town newspaper. Since then, she has authored two books and hundreds of articles for local papers, as well as guideposts, light and life, and focus on the family. Besides writing, she enjoys teaching workshops, speaking, and photography. Her biggest joy, besides being married to her husband, John, and raising six kids, is making marshmallows from scratch and, of course, taking time to visit the cabin. More from Marcy in a minute. First, I want to thank you for listening. All of my podcast episodes, my social media links, books, and email are on my website, billyjouse.com. Also, the links from Marcy will be in the show notes. I believe when we begin to grow our faith with small steps while believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose one step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Welcome, Marcy. Hey, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited. Me Um, too. (laughs) We had quite the chat before we even got on. I think about an hour's worth of chatting, but I promise we're going to cover everything in this. But I'm going to go back and say that I met Marcy, I want to say in 2016, at Mount Hermon Writers Conference, out Christian Writers Conference, out in California, sixteen or seventeen. So I've and, and meeting in passing. You were always busy doing things and working and and helping, and um, but it's been good to get to know you over the years. And we had a lot of catching up to do. We did, and it's kind of fun to watch each other. Um, like, oh my gosh, there she goes. She's doing something else that's great, and just cheering each other on. I think I think that's what makes it so fun. And- in the Christian writing world is that we do write for the same dad yes. and we are kind of, um, it is like having a sister. So anyway, I've loved that. It is. And I was saying to you before we started, and this is one thing that I don't want to miss out on, but we were at the West coast Christian writers conference in 2020. Can you imagine it was right before the meltdown of yes. the pandemic And I was sitting with you at a picnic table when you were talking to an agent about not even your agent at the time about writing this devotional, this experience. And he's like, oh, I'd love to see that. Get it to me. So when I heard you were coming out with this devotion, I'm like, I wonder if this is it. And as we talked about it, you're like, it wasn't the exact one, but that's what was built from that. So those those quick little conversations of what's on your heart and what the Lord's put on your heart really has grown into something even bigger for you. 
Well, and I just think that it's so important to not, like if you have a passion and if your audience is um, small, but that's what the Lord has put in your heart to write, then do that thing. Like sometimes we just think, oh, well, it's, I want, I want to write a children's book, but well then do that. I want to write something for my grandkids. I mean, I write, I try to write a book for our grandkids every single year. So every Christmas they get a book from me that I that wrote. That is so cool. And um, I publish it through Costco. There <laughs> you the go. I mean, so it has a book, it has a publishing run of six, but you know what? That's okay because those six people are very important to me. Mm. And that's exactly <laughs> how, um, when Bob said, you know, so what are you working on? And I said, oh, I just finished a recipe memoir for my family. And he's like, what, what is that? And I, it was something I had made for just my family. And it was all the recipes and stories. Like I pulled out different um, snips from my grandma's journal from when they traveled, from when they moved during the dust storms to Salinas and just some of those recipes that traveled with them. And then I recreated those all the way to modern time. And so I had that gift book that I made for our kids. And so I had one and I showed him and he's like, this is great. And I said, you know, I'm doing something like this for, for Susie Flory for her sanctuary project. And, um, I can't remember if I had gone to, I had not, I had already gone to, um, Ireland with her. She said, can you do the same thing? So because of that one book, then Susie said, Hey, would you do that for me? Yeah. for my sanctuary project. So that's when that started. And then Bob said, you know, maybe Tyndale would be interested in something like that. And then they weren't interested in that exact thing, but we came up with something that they were interested with. And so, and it does have 12 tutorials and some of those are cooking. So that's yeah. fun. <laughs> it's so cool. Well, the, what I wanted to have you on the, the podcast today was to talk about that new devotion, Lakeside Retreat. And I want to just read the description from it because it's such sure. a cool. I got to skim over it and read some of them. And it's so cool because like you said, there are recipes in there. There's a, there's a, um, a, uh, first aid kit in there. There's like all these really cool things that you don't normally get in your daily devotion kind of thing. But the description is looking for a way to escape the complexities of life and reconnect with God. Close your eyes for a minute. Inhale. Can you smell the pine trees? Now listen, can you hear the loons call echo off the water and the geese honking as they fly overhead? Now imagine tasting the smoke tainted marshmallows straight out of the campfire. Think about feeling feeling the warm summer sun on your skin and the cool breeze against your face. Lakeside Retreat is an invitation to surround yourself with the majesty of God's creation and wrap yourself in the warm blanket of scripture's wonderful eternal truths. Let this collection of vacation-themed devotions, recipes, and DIY projects transport you to a quiet place of rest, renewal, and connection with God. Yes, please sign me up is what I say to that. <laughs> you know, just even if you didn't grow up going to a lake house or haven't gone to a lake house, maybe you went to a beach house or maybe you went to a house on a river or maybe you grew up on a farm and these things were, but boy, did the way that these things are described, it just brings back so many memories. Yes. And I think that's one of the fun things is that you don't have to, like when people say, oh, well, I know something that has a lake house. 
So many people, if you've gone camping ever, you know, you have those moments where, you know, you hear the squirrels scampering around or you smell the fires and stuff. And I know there's a lot of people, I feel very thankful that my family, we camped when I was growing up and they still go camping to the same spot that for, for all these years, they've gone to the same exact campground. And so I love that. But even if you haven't, you can get you can experience this through these little devotionals because it does kind of put you right there, what it feels like, what it smells like. And if you've ever had that in your past, or you've ever thought of what it would be like, I wish I could just go and sit on the lake. This is kind of a nice little staycation book (laughs) because not everybody's going to be traveling this summer because of, um, because it's too hard to travel right now. But if they aren't going to the lake, it's a way for them to kind of experience what that is to, to be at the lake. So that is really cool. I think the thing too, that I was most intrigued by, because you give a scripture, you tell a story, but I don't like getting stuck just in that. What do I need to do? Where do I need to go? How can I move forward in this? And you get very practical things, which is to put together a first aid kit because that's what you talked about in the healing or in you know the things that you talk about, your, your recipes that you have in there. It actually gives us actions to do. And then in those actions and doing that, we can remember what the words were of the devotion. Was that an intentional thing you think you did with writing the devotion that you really wanted people to take that step of faith in faith and not that baking is exactly a step in faith but it is working out the thoughts of what you read so Tyndale had said we want 40 devotions and 12 tutorials and how I structured it was that you know there was some different there was a storm that came up while I was at the lake. So I was at this cabin. I mean, even though I had heard stories from my friend, Ginger Vennerstrom and about the lake, about the cabin, about the transformation of the cabin as it moved from down the generations. And then I had my own experience, my grandparents having lived next to the lake and then going camping. Um, Having those two weeks was so pivotal to being able to finish gathering those stories. And one of the things that happened was that there was a storm that came and yeah. it blew in like, like nothing, you know, it, there was like tornado warnings. And I mean, it was just sheets of rain and stuff. And so, you know, the, it, there was a lightning strike right next to the ha- the cabin. As oh my soon God. as my friend Ginger opened the door, the lightning struck and just the terror of it all. Oh, and so wow. when Tyndale said, um, we want you to do 12 tutorials, um, I was thinking that'll be great. So then I can clump some of these stories together and have an actionable thing that's not just um, like how to how to decide, you know, which tree is which tree, even though that would have been good. But because I am a mom and a grandma, I just love teachable moments. And so that's why I thought, you know, go, how then shall we live? And also, um, you know, so what, what takeaway would come from these devotions? Oh, we should have a first aid kit. We should have a, how do you build a 70? What if we were there without power? What would you have? And then one of them was, how do you build a birdhouse or a a bird feeder? 
How, what would you do with your grandkids? Oh, we're, let's take care of the birds. Let's build this pine cone bird feeder. Or there's one in there about the bee hotels, which was, and I talked about hospitality, how we need to be hospitable inside and outside our house. And what does that look like? And how you can do that with your kids and grandkids. And so I just wanted it to be something fun that didn't just end up being read and then shelved, but that it was like, let's do this together. Because that also, I love that verse when it says, and then talk about it with your children and your children's children. When you're on the road, talk about these things. Mm -hmm. And so I was really thinking, these are fun things for us to do as a family. Just like being at the lake is fun to do as a family. These are fun to to do. And we always have like crafts and food that we're going to make. And so I just thought, what if if we're going to share the lakeside experience, what is it that I would want my readers to do with their families, like what I want to do with my family? Yeah. So that's how that. That's so sweet. <laughs> and I, I don't have grandchildren yet from my lips to God's ears. I get a wedding suit. But <laughs> but I, I think it's so awesome just going back to my kids and, and traveling and the experiences. You know, our kids may not remember everything, but they may remember the experiences we have with them. And having this book that gives us, you know, a guide to sharing these devotions with our, our kids' kids or our kids if they're still young and being able to have something in there that we could actually do together that even sparks that memory more because I think even in your in the description of the devotion talking about you know tasting the smoke tainted marshmallows or smelling the pine trees hearing the loons you know when we tap into our senses our memories are sparked and I think oh, yeah. that is such a beautiful thing and I just love this in this devotion is there one devotion in here or one of the um, tutorials in there that is just really strong on your heart or you love the most? I, it's like asking a fiction writer, who's your favorite character, but yeah. is there something? Well, it's kind of surprising because <laughs> I, I love all of them. And I was kind of surprised though at how much like the theme is rest on the restful shores. And I was kind of surprised at how much I actually needed rest when I got there. You know, like you're so on it. You're so busy. You're moving. You're you're taking care of all these things. You're juggling all this stuff. And to just actually sit and just rest and just to feel your body relax and rest is not something that we are used to. We're used to just saying, okay, and I need to rest, check that off my box and check that off my box. So it's something that I <coughs> needed to experience. So as far as the whole book, I was kind of surprised that I needed it as much as anybody else. Yeah. But I loved one of the things I loved was the fish sticks devotional that's in there. And it's because it kind of caught me off guard. And I just, I think it's important. This is a, an important takeaway for parents and grandparents too, is that we miss valuable teachable moments all the time by not stopping and observing the world around us. And so when my friend here, they're the going down to the lake from the cabin is, is so well manicured. They did such a great job. You know, they've raked up all the, the little pine needles. They have a little path with rocks that go down to the lake. It's very picturesque. And then I see this clump of bushes that is in the water. And I'm thinking, oh, they must not have gotten to that part. You know, kind of like when you're sweeping and you have the pile yeah. there before yeah. you put it in the dustpan. So I was kind of thinking that was what it was for them. But it was in the water. And then I, when I looked at it, it was tied 
to another tree. And I thought that was kind of odd too. So I asked my friend Ginger, I said, so, um, so have you just not gotten this far yet? And she said, oh no, those are fish sticks. And so of course I'm thinking long John Silvers or like, (laughs) what are fish? I don't know what fish sticks are, I guess, but um, she said, no, those. So if for taking care of, if you are um, a steward, a good steward of the property and of the lake, you want to make sure you provide for those little fish because the water is so shallow here. They're easy prey to the eagles and to other fish and to um, to stuff. So by putting, if there's not a downed tree, you actually put something in the water and tether it to the shore so that those little um, fingerlings have a safe place to go. So cool. I just thought, isn't doesn't isn't that what God does for us? Like the fish could just be out there swimming. And so many times you see people struggling and they're, they're darting around, they're they're fearful and they're anxious and stuff. And all they have to do is go to the fish sticks. Yeah. And the Lord provides that for us. And then the biggest fish stick of all actually looks like a cross. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Hey, here's the shelter you need. So even in our everyday, the Lord provides comfort and a refuge for us. And yet sometimes we just think, well, I'll just stay out here in the, in the open water and see how well I do. But you know, we, we have the fish sticks that we can go to. The Lord puts that there for us, for our protection. And they're there because if you don't have and then, of course, it's because, well, we want to catch fish, but they have to get bigger. But yeah. I loved <laughs> so it's the whole circle of life thing, Marcy. <laughs> but um, when she was telling me about that, I just it was so comforting thinking that's what the Lord does for me. And I just love being in nature and and going apart, going on a retreat, going on a refuge, like going to a cabin or even if it's a quiet place in your neighborhood, because I think that sometimes the Lord's fingerprints are on so many things that we miss every day. Mm-hmm. And it's just like those little things like, Oh, those are fish sticks. How easy would yeah. that be to pass by? So mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite ones. And um, I have really a story cool. about um, my grandma uh, teaching me how to skip rocks uh-huh. and just how um, it's kind of like how David, that was not the first time he picked up a rock. You know, when my grandma would skip rocks, I mean, she could get like 12 out there and she would just pick up the rock. She could tell by feeling it. She would like weight it with her hand and kind of roll it between her fingers to know, you know, is this a good skipping rock? So she started with the basics and she taught me how to skip rocks. And I just think sometimes we want to do something right now right now. And we want to do something big. And right now I want to go 12 skips, but we haven't taken the time to weigh out. Like, is this a skipping rock? Is this a skipping rock? That there's, it's okay to have a process and to be learning something. The first time I skipped a rock, I, I went once, like it just went plump. (laughs) And so that's not failure. And I think sometimes we judge failure as to how far we can skip that first throw. But it was all about like, okay, I'm learning about this. And so um, that was fun to think about my my grandmother that way. And it's um, really cool. So. It, it really is. I, I highly recommend this devotion because it is just, it's a really neat book and it just sparks up so many good memories yeah. from 
your childhood, even though our memories aren't the same, you know, we yes. didn't grow up together. We don't have a, but you did a really good job and being able to spark up those memories. But you talked about nature. And one of the things I want to go back to is that um, you mentioned Susie Flory and her book, Sanctuary, which is the donkey whisperer. And I will tell you, I lived vicariously through you when you traveled <laughs> to Ireland <laughs> with Susie. And let me just tell you guys listening, Marcy is like, the jack of all trades. (laughs) She has the most wide range of um, gifts, can I say? And one is flying a drone. And that was fascinating. Tell me about your trip over with Susie. I would highly recommend Susie's book, Sanctuary, also. Um, But just this experience that you had going over there, being able to photograph and take that drone up. And it was just fascinating. Tell me about that. So it's kind of fun because I don't know, like on the cover of Lakeside Retreat, um, that picture that's on yeah, the front is, I wondered. Actually, is from a drone, is from my drone. I wondered, I, wondered, I didn't want to ask on the podcast I meant to ask you beforehand because I didn't want you to be like, oh no, they, it was a stock photo, you know, no. but so it is from your drone. You are it so is. So most of the pictures actually in the book are pictures I took. I love that. So some of the pictures, they use different pictures and that's totally fine. Um, Like the squirrel picture, there's a great um, story about the squirrels and how um, we need to take care of the small things before they become, before they move in and wreak havoc. Um, And, but most of the pictures I took. And so I loved that. And I, um, I don't know if I shared with you and it, it is if somebody goes to amazon.com and sees the book at the bottom when it says a video, you can include a video, the 79 or the 59 second trailer is there and it has some of my drone footage going up over the, you know, seeing the lake. And so that was so fun. And then with Susie, um, she had said, I, I had been someplace and she, we had sat down, I had made some shepherd's pie because I knew she was going to be there. And she's like, would you want to go to Ireland with me? I'm like, let me think. Oh, should I pray about that? Uh, yes. I mean, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh. So I went with <laughs> Next her. question. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I need you to gather recipes for me and take some stories, do all the photography and stuff. And so I went with her, but when I read her proposal or her first part of her book, I, I was like, oh my gosh, Ireland is a character in this book. Ireland has the full weight of a person. And so I, I thought, I can't, I can't photograph this from five foot seven and a half. Um, I need a drone. I need to go up. And so I told my husband, I'm like, honey, I think I need to be, a, I need to get a drone. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you have a lot of skills. I just don't know if that one is in your skill set. And so I said, I already ordered a play one. I, it's a, a $20 play one. I just thought if I could get to where I could take off in the house, bug our dogs and then land. If I could get to where I could land at the same place I took off, then I'll know if I could have, have that aptitude. So I ended up working on with it and then getting a drone, taking it to Ireland. And I flew out of a castle in Ireland with a drone and that I got all the footage for her marketing and some for the book. So that was pretty cool um, getting to have that experience. And I'm looking forward to doing some more drone footage here. I just flew, flew through a barn 
this last weekend. Oh, wow. It was really fun. <laughs> um, so I'm always up to new things, um, to new drone um, experiences. And I, but that was really fun. And it was fun to take it to the cabin because um, actually one time I lost it. Thankfully it has a homing mm. device and I was able to have it retrieved, but I'd gone up through and I was following a boat. And then I'm like, I have no idea where I'm at. Like I, this isn't my like, <laughs> so, but I did, I was able to find it, but it was fun. It's been fun to, to kind of, exp- I think part of it is I'm a creative storyteller. Yeah. So not just a writer, but for the drone footage, I'm always thinking of story and how that ties in. So it's super cool. You are very <laughs> talented, my friend. It is a joy to know you. It is a joy to follow you from afar and be able to keep up with all that you're doing. What are you working on next? What's your next project? So my next project is, well, first of all, we talked about, I want to start a podcast. That's my next one. And the name of the podcast will be called Preserving More Than Jam. Ooh, good. Yes. I like that. Because <laughs> I do a lot of stuff. and But we're waiting to see how I have a book proposal in for another, uh, another project for Tyndale, pro- possibly. So I'm hopeful that that one goes through. But I'm just trying to get this launched. And then like we talked about, we just moved from California to Tennessee. So, and then also to be an empty nester and <coughs> just trying to kind of get in get into a good groove here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but good stuff. Good and then stuff. I have mastered um, the art of Southern biscuit making while I've been here. So I have taken a Southern biscuit making class and I've actually passed that on. To, and it is, I call, my husband calls it the slap your mama biscuits because it is go. so good. You just yeah. can't even get over it. So, so. good. You want to slap your mama. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we grew up saying it and my mama yeah. would get mad every yeah. time <laughs> but yeah and biscuits are my love language growing up in the south and you know so many times people are like oh I make a good biscuit and you're like oh that's not a good biscuit but I have a feeling you Marcy knowing you and how you commit to things I want your biscuits and next time in, I'm in the Nashville area I'm gonna knock on your door and yeah get- biscuit <laughs> yeah well I'm a jam maker I love making I love preserving jams and love um, curds and so I want something that's worthy of my jam you know like yes. that's the deal yes you are so on, on it yeah yeah so it's <laughs> it's about the it's not just about the biscuit it's the fact that this jam is amazing I don't want it on something that I gotta wash down with milk so no true. So true. Well, one last question as we close out the podcast, I'd like to ask the people that are interview, what small beginning did you resist only to let go and allow God to take you where he desired? That is a good question. And it actually is something that I do get asked a lot. I've been writing for a while and it started with um, sending my mom emails. Like it was back in the day when it was like, you've got mail. You've got mail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would AOL. Write Good old AOL days. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like. And then it would have the little dots and everything going across. And um, so it was actually faster to send her a fax. Like I would print, I would write something up and then print it off and then send it as a fax. And I would sit 
And I was never like people say, oh, do you have an English degree? No, no, I don't. The Lord uses people who are the least qualified. If I had, if I, if there was a spot in my high school yearbook that said least likely to ever publish anything, my picture would have been in there. <laughs> so I was the only one to be de- demoted from electric back to manual typewriter because I was so ah! because you would have to take off the words you know if you misspelled so I would have the brown box (laughs) so um, I love it I was demoted that way and then I also had to stay after school to make up typing credits because I was so slow (laughs) and and then um, I never I wasn't a huge reader um unless it was a mad magazine I probably didn't have it next to my bed and so I just uh, would make those books up too in high school and just say, oh, I love the book, kind of read in the drug in the middle, but I would have made up the book, the author, the publisher, everything. That's so funny. <laughs> <for the reports. laughs> but um, my mom, but I was always a creative storyteller. I always loved hearing stories. I always loved asking good questions. I always loved finding out about other people's stories. And so I would write to my mom and she'd say, honey, you should really send this in. This is really funny stuff. I said, well, it's just funny because it happened to us because we have six kids. And so I have a lot to, I had a lot to write about when they were growing up. I said, well, it's, it's, it's funny to you because it happened to us. She goes, no, everyone in the whole office is really enjoying these. I'm like, that's kind of creepy. So I just thought, okay, I'm just going to, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll send something in sometime. Well, I had a friend who said, if you ever want to publish something, let me look over some stuff and I'll help you clean it up for publication. And we decided on this article about a cookie baking fiasco for Valentine's Day with our kids. And it ended up running in the newspaper. I was so nervous. I walked back and forth in front of the newspaper and finally just went in, asked if they took anything off the street. (laughs) And they said, actually, um, the editor's gone right now, but the assistant, you know, it's timely, she might. And so it ran. And then when the editor came back, she goes, you know, I read what you wrote and we're wondering, do you want to have a family (laughs) humor column once a month? I'm like, sure. Take a a risk. You never know. (laughs) So that's how it got started. So that small thing, the small beginning was probably the, the part about opening the door of that newspaper. Like that felt huge to me to say, you know what? I don't know what the Lord has for this, but I'm just going to be obedient. I'm just going to do this thing. And just, I'm sure it's going to be a closed door because I really stink at this, but, um, (laughs) but it wasn't. And then it led to something else and it led to something else, just like being obedient and writing my family memoirs in a recipe with recipes, being obedient to that, preserving our family's heritage then encouraged Susie, encouraged Bob, encouraged this next project. So I just want to encourage people to not be afraid of the small beginnings and don't judge it as a small beginning. Judge it as a act of obedience because every small beginning starts with a first step of obedience. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's probably a long answer to your No, it's so good because, you know, the the podcast is based on Zechariah 410. Do not despise small beginning, the small beginning for the eyes of the Lord rejoice to see the work begin. And that's the thing is it's pleasing to God when we are obedient and doing just the one small step, the one small decision, the one small action. 
that pleases God. And that, you know, I I never want people to think, start small, believe big. Oh, God's going to open up the world for you. No, it's being obedient and believing in the big God we serve, that he is pleased with those small beginnings that we we start with. And in that commitment, in that obedience, doors may open, they may close, but it's continuing to walk in the way the Lord wants us to. Right. And that's, that's the other thing is that there's so much joy in being obedient. So if your goal is to have the big, huge thing, chances are that's not going to actually happen. And if it does, it won't be because the Lord, that's what the Lord, you know, you would have you would have probably made that happen for yourself, but the benefits and the joys will be missing because it's that first act of obedience, even, and then just trusting like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. Um, I wrote a book called the adventures of Pearly Monroe, which I love it's. And I just thought, I just, the goal was to preserve that family's history and um, to help fourth graders fall in love with, with um, California history. And so um that was the goal for that book. And whatever that looked like is what I wanted to do. I wanted to give it full value. It ended up being a full book, but it was because the obedience, like, okay, I'll preserve that family's legacy. You don't know where that's going to lead you, but all you can do is that first step. And I think sometimes people have their eye on the big prize. Like, what do I have to do to get there? You know, like David didn't do that. What do I have to do to be king? He just said, okay, what do I have to do to take care of these sheep? Yeah. And I think that that's where the joy comes from because the, the results are the Lord's anyway. And so, but the joy is ours in the, like you said, in the small beginnings. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This has been a pure joy from our hour long talk before we got on to this, this time together. I think you and I could sit down and talk all day, maybe at a lakeside with the devotion and, the, <laughs> and a, um, a hot tea and a, and a s'more in our hand. But yeah, yeah. Well, so thank you so much. Anytime, anytime. And seriously, I'm, I am ready for biscuit making. So there you go. next time you come to my neck of the woods. I'll be knocking on your door. (laughs) I'll be aproning up and we'll be ready to roll. (laughs) Sounds awesome. Thank you so much. And remember that all of the links to stay in touch with Marcy for her books, all of that will be in the show notes. And before we go, can I ask you to help out with the show? Subscribe to the Start Small Believe Big podcast where you listen. Leave an honest review of the podcast. Thank you in advance for that review. And if you have a friend that this podcast may bless, please forward it to them. Let them know about it. And remember, you can find all of previous episodes and my links in the show notes are on my website, billyjouse.com. I pray that this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life one step, decision, and action at a time. Thank you for joining me today and Marcy on the Start Small (laughs) Believe Big podcast. I hope you're back next week for another episode. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.